Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethesda while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. At about the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass them by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mervyn Stockwood was Bishop of Southwark from 1959 to 1980. Left wing and right wing, very radical, controversial. In a radio interview, he was asked to give an honest opinion of his feelings and thoughts about the congregations for which he was responsible. He said, most of them are very sincere, hard-working, committed people. However, 5% are mad, 5% are bad, and 5% are both mad and bad. And of those, I take the view that while there's death, there's hope. We're looking at the congregation at Philippi today, Paul's writing to the Philippians. And they were clearly, if you read the four chapters, one of his favorites. He really felt encouraged by them. But he writes today these words. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me the strength. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, a dramatic and powerful 
moment for the first disciples and their experience of Jesus. And some great words of comfort from the disciple Paul. Pray, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, you would open our ears to you speaking this morning, our hearts and our minds, that we might understand and respond. In love for you. Amen. So today is our theme verse Sunday. It usually comes on the second Sunday of January, but of course Rachel and I have been away since Christmas Day, it has to be said, and are only just now back. So I know that you've all been working really hard, and those of you who are at school and university and college and whatnot, you're already most of the way through the first half of term and nearly at, uh, nearly at the half-term holiday. But this is the first opportunity I have had to say, Happy New Year. <laughs> so Happy New Year to you all, and for all that 2015 will bring. What a delight for us to be back with you again. And those of you who've been working so hard to keep everything moving on smoothly, I know you'll be particularly pleased to see Rachel and I come back so that we can pick up our jobs again and, uh, and leave you a bit of peace. Well, thank you for, um, for working so hard to make it possible for us to go away. Thank you for all the lovely comments and greetings, hoping that we've had a lovely, refreshing time, complimenting us on our suntans and our um, relaxed look and our new kind of image. And I can, from my heart, echo the words of St. Paul. Thank you for... um, I rejoice greatly in the Lord for your renewed concern for me and in your willingness to step back, to allow us, sorry, to step back from ministry and to enjoy special time together. So 21 days, Rachel and I alone together, is the longest that we have achieved since Emily was born some 20 years ago. And we're still friends. So that's great, isn't it? And five Sundays in a row, with no sermon to prepare and no Sunday children's ministry to deliver. We've been able to drink deeply of God's love for us and of our love for each other. And so we have been able to recuperate from a really tough year that 2014 has been. Thank you for that. Because 2014 has been a tough year, indeed. Some of you have been through grueling family situations, accidents and illnesses and bereavements. Some of you have been struggling with economic circumstances, with difficult decisions, some with some strong temptations. And for us as a church and nursery, we've seen a swift reduction of our Uh, church and nursery staff team, leadership team, from 12 to 4. And the resulting impact on those remaining has been huge. 
with David leaving the office at Easter, and then Debbie and Kevin and Abby finishing at Christmas and Abby reducing and finishing completely this last week. The nursery has been under tremendous strain and it's a testament to um, the hard work and the competence of Sarah and of Anne and of Chris and Adrienne and Abby that everything has gone so smoothly in this last month and nobody's really noticed. And uh, as it's been described to me, nobody's really seen the kind of legs paddling away under the surface. But they've been paddling very fast and I am so grateful for them all for the hard work that they've been putting in. And of course to the nursery senior leadership team and management committee that the nursery has continued on so smoothly after Jan's departure. And indeed that numbers have been growing again in this last half term very strongly. My warmest thanks to them also. And of course, as a congregation, we've been struggling with some major decisions this last year, and fundraising and a roofing project. And many of us have found that it takes some very hard work to learn Paul's lesson, to be content in any and every situation. As much in the cold and wet and howling gales of South Sea in the winter as on a warm balcony in the summer sun, in the, well, in the winter sun in sunny Andalusia in southern Spain. But it has been possible. We have worked through this last year with our greeting at the beginning of each service. God is good all the time. We may not have enjoyed those tough times, but we have been content, as Paul says, to trust Jesus through them. In this passage, the passage around our theme verse today, Paul is speaking particularly, specifically, of economic hardship and the struggles that he's had, the times when he's gone hungry, and the generosity of others supplying his needs. But his words he applies to a much wider context than that. In this chapter, chapter 4, he's already spoken of struggles with relationships and anxiety and keeping our focus of attention on what's good and what's of God and not letting it drift away into what's of evil and not of God. In the previous chapter, in chapter 3, he's spoken of struggles with pride and persecution and uh, physical weakness. In chapter 2, before that, he's spoken of struggles of illness and of intercession, of ministry and of character. And of course, in the first chapter, framing the context for all of this, he's spoken of his own imprisonment and impending possible execution. So if ever there were situations that were tough for St. Paul, he's been in them in this letter, and he's still saying to the Philippians that he has learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance. So his words have some real bite, don't they? 
Can we say the same today? Can we say when the bad times come that we have learnt to be content in any and every circumstance in God? Or do we grumble against God? Or do we express continuing quiet confidence that whatever our circumstances, we know we can trust that God will lead us forward and will keep his hand on us that all things work to good for those who love the Lord and are kept by him. Can we continue to say, God is good all the time. But how do we go on doing that? Well, Paul gives us the secret in our theme verse for this year. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13 Will you say that to me? I can do Philippians 4.13 Thank you, that's a real blessing to me. That's really important. Um, I was uh, told when I was growing up and learning verses for the first time, it's really good to have a friend, isn't it? But it's even better if you know where their address is. So we need to learn the reference as well. I can do everything in Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13 And thank you once again to Nigel for producing the uh, cards which will help us to keep saying this verse to ourselves and to each other throughout the year. And thank you too, Nigel, for the banner um, above my head. Well, I've been practising this verse throughout these last six months, ever since it was given to me, uh, inscribed on a pen in a wooden box and inscribed on the top. I was going to bring it this morning and I forgot, I'm sorry. But at each point, when another member of staff came to me, um, for a very good reason, said, Michael, I'm sorry I have to give you my notice of resignation. I was able to clutch my pen and say... I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Well, obviously not everything. And I've not attempted to do everything in the church. And I can't do everything in the world. I can't speak Spanish, for instance. I've discovered that uh, quite clearly over the last three weeks. But that's not the point of the verse. The point of the verse is I can, I can face anything. And I can do anything which God gives me to do through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. Should we say that again? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. And interestingly, I've needed that in Spain. You might not believe that. You might think sitting on a balcony in the sun is a really effortless activity and doesn't need much kind of trust or kind of confidence in Christ. But I can tell you that for someone who's been accustomed to having his hand on the tiller, it can be very hard to take your hand off and let other people do the deciding and the work. And I guess many of you who are mums and have experienced a child leaving home will know how hard it is 
to let go and let them make their own decisions and be their own person to take your hand off the tiller of their life. And so I have had to trust Christ for what's been going on here and there have been some major decisions happening in my absence and there have been some uh, small catastrophes that have been happening in the building and around and I've had to trust Christ to let you guys get on and do it well and so you have but I've been able to do that because I've been trusting Christ who gives me strength I think it must have been an amazing moment for the disciples there in the boat with the storm howling around them, rowing for dear life, so much energy and effort being expended to escape the storm and get to the far side and then suddenly to find Jesus in the boat with them and the storm dying away. I know sometimes the storm continues around us as Jesus gets into the boat with us. But we know that we are safe with him and the impact of the storm is as if we can no longer hear or see it because Jesus is there with us. And we know that the plans that he has for us are plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Well, in December, those storms were raging around me, the beginning of December. I didn't know at the start of December whether there would be anybody in the office today. I didn't know whether we would have a new operations manager. I didn't know whether the nursery leadership team would be surviving. I didn't know what decision St. Simon's would make and its impact, its implications for me or for us. But I have been able to be content with not knowing. I did not know the future, but I knew who knew it. And so I knew that we could do everything that 2015 would bring through Christ who gives us strength. I could face anything in, that, in Christ who gives us strength. So, whatever you have learnt or received or heard from me in this last six months, whatever you have seen in me, you put into practice, as Paul says, and the God of peace will be with you as he has been with me. And in fact... February the 1st, 2015, which I have now, in my capacity as vicar, officially declared to be the new year for St. Jude's, has dawned bright and fair. We have our new operations manager here with us. Thank you to all of you for all of your giving and praying, which has made this moment possible. Thank you for Andy for agreeing to come and join us in our ministry here and to share in shaping 2015 with us. Thank you especially to his family, to Elaine and Lucy and Matt,
for enabling him and indeed encouraging him to say yes. Thank you too to our new nursery leader. Thank you to, uh, to um, Amber and to James and to Jonah for joining us. Amber starts as nursery leader tomorrow. And thank you for being part of our family and uh, for embracing all that God has for us and for all that you'll throw yourself into, I know, in these weeks to come. And so for Andy and for Amber, I want to offer you this verse as the expectations mount around you. Remember, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Um, Amber, Andy pointed out to me uh, just after the last service that the, the, um, the verse doesn't say, I can do everything today through Christ who gives me strength. So you have permission to uh, appropriate that verse in your own time. Well, in fact, I'm tremendously excited about 2015. I don't know the future, but Jesus does, and he has got great plans for us as a congregation, plans to give us a hope and a future. In 2015, we're going to be clarifying our vision. We are going, I trust, to be uh, rebuilding our staff team as uh, Andy gets to grips with appointments for a new caretaker verger, for a new, um, uh, for a, a permanent office support worker, and we pray and trust for a new associate vicar later in the year. I think 2015 is going to mark a turning point for us as a congregation. I think we're going to be looking back in four, five, six years' time and say, 2015, that was the year when we changed, when we turned the corner, when we moved on forwards. But whether for us as individuals or as a congregation, or for me as a leader, 2015 turns out, after all, to be an annus horribilis, a terrible year, or a tremendously exciting year, as I trust. I trust and pray that for each one of us, and for all of us together, we will be able to endure and to flourish. That we will be able to be content in any and every circumstance. Whether our final accounts come in in the red or in the black. If we do everything that we undertake and face everything that we encounter in Christ who gives us strength. So let's say it again to each other, shall we? I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 13. Let's pray. A moment of quiet. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him, through Christ, who gives me strength. Amen.